Welcome to the CIM Marketing Podcast. The contents and views expressed by individuals in this podcast are not necessarily those of the companies for which they work. The CIM Podcast is currently being recorded via web conferencing. We apologise for any issues with the audio. Hello everybody and welcome to the CIM Podcast. And today we're asking a really interesting short question which may have a long answer. And that is, is Instagram the new CV. And to try to tackle this poser, we have a very special guest, a CIM member and former CIM student who is now a social media coordinator. That is Pippa Evans. How are you, Pippa? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And better too for the attendance of Molly MacArthur for the second time on this show. She's digital marketing manager at CIM Moore Hall, and we're thrilled to have her back on the show. Uh, to tackle this one. You know, very recently, um, a young woman called Emma Raducanu won the US Open. We heard all about it. And the first thing that happened after Emma Raducanu won the US Open, as far as the media is concerned, was to scour her social media profile, not necessarily for negatives, but to find out a little bit more about her, because eight or nine months ago, nobody had heard of her. And actually, her Instagram reveals a few things about her. Not much, but some. You know, she's pretty sociable. She's mildly royalist. She likes football. She's a follower of the England football team and really is a big F1 fan. So we knew instantly, and it is Instagram, more about uh, this young tennis player than we did before. So, Molly, Instagram, social media generally, but particularly Instagram, does give us a window, does it not, into people's lives? It absolutely does. And I think especially talking about people in their careers, I think it creates a lot of new opportunities for people um, that maybe that they wouldn't have had. Otherwise, I know us, CIM personally, we've hired marketers based on the fact that we've come across their profile on social media and thought, wow, they're brilliant, and reached out to them first for collaborations on articles and then eventually going on to actually employ them. So if you've got a profile out there as a professional, um, as this sportswoman did, it can really lead to a lot of opportunities. Building the Emma Raducano brand is presumably a massive thing for her people, her marketing people, her publicists that work with her. And it is about, to some degree, creating brand me, not just for sportswomen and celebrities, but for everyone and presumably for marketers. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. I think um, it's, it's untold opportunities on Instagram. You just don't know in the thousands, millions of people that are on there, who's going to come across your profile and what they're going to think of it um, and opportunities that could come your way based on that. I think the for people who who don't have those profiles. I know there are lots of marketers out there that would love to contribute to things like this podcast and articles, but they don't have the personal brand. So we don't don't come across them um, and maybe they don't explicitly reach out and ask. So I think it just creates opportunities if you really put yourself um, out there. And there's this quote that I absolutely love. It's that there are people less qualified than you doing things that you want to do because they believed in themselves and took action. I think about building a personal brand, it really is about those people who are taking action. They're not necessarily the best at what they do, but they're the best at talking about what they're doing and putting it out there and showcasing their skills. Um, I think it's really important because we can all do these amazing things, but if we're not talking about it, nobody's going to know. And Instagram, like you said, it's, it's instant. We can really push out there what we're doing immediately and reach people that are doing the same 
are so many niche topics, especially in marketing. It's it's a really brilliant platform. I totally agree. Um, I, it opens so many doors, especially the touching on the niche um, again, and you can you can really focus down into particular areas or stay broad. It's a you know a creative environment which is becoming more and more community focused, which is only more beneficial um, for brand me. The fact that Molly said that some people are doing things that you'd want to do and you're better qualified for implies that some people are expert at creating a brand through social media, which elevates them above their credentials on paper. And by implication, that means some people are not very good at it. And generally speaking, how good do you think marketers are at marketing themselves in this way? I think I think some of them are very, very good at it. They've got the skills. But having said that, that's part of the problem why they don't, because this is their day job. This is what they're doing nine to five. And coming home and doing the same and creating their own personal brand can sometimes feel like a bit of a task. And I know personally I've specialised in social media for the last seven years, but it's only in the last month that I've realised how important it is for me to have my own brand on social media and really start pushing that. So, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. And I think there are a few different reasons why beyond time and that's what we're doing in the nine to five is that if you're putting yourself out there as a marketer you're talking about your expertise your colleagues are going to see that people in the industry are going to see that and there's a fear of judgment or if I say something wrong or people disagree with what I've said and what if that negatively impacts my career and that's as a marketer and someone who's relatively early on in their career that's a fear of mine I don't want to say something that then will have a detrimental impact in the future because we can as much as we can delete social media posts if we're not happy with them we've seen so many times with celebrities things come back out of nowhere um so i think yeah there's a few reasons why they don't um but that's i think that's the key ones how important is it at different stages of a career if you're long in the tooth like me do i need to have a sort of roaring social media profile in comparison to someone who's trying to sort of start out pippa in their career and, and needs to be in perhaps uh, p- give people a little bit more idea of what they're about and you know their own brand and shop window yeah so I think um it has a great part to play all the way along kind of like your life cycle of your career if you will uh, but they're again just using a bit of marketing terms there are touch points throughout your career where your brand me can become more powerful and more valuable than other points um, and this is where you can scale up or scale down but I think it's really important to highlight that it's not just social media or not just Instagram that you can use you use your your skills to your advantage to shine the brightest, whether that's with a blog or with a website. Yeah, social media is one of those tools. Yes, but there are other options if you're less skilled with social media marketing, but more skilled with copywriting, for example. Is there any time do you think when you should avoid a sort of social media push? Any time in your career where you, you are better to sort of fly under the surface? I don't think so. But one thing that I was quite surprised with, we last year we partnered with um, a company called SpringPod to create a virtual work experience for um, 14 to 19 year olds. And I was we were tagged in lots of, lots of posts at the time. And I was so surprised at the number of 15 year, 16 year olds that have had created career profiles for themselves online already. They decided that they wanted a career in marketing. They'd built up thousands of followers already based on this topic at such a young age. And I know there was no way that I was in that frame of mind at that age, but it's really 
surprising, impressive even that they've they've managed to build up for themselves already. Um, for anyone listening that is interested in joining a virtual work experience, applications are now live on our SpringPod website now if you'd like to join. Um, it's for 14 to 19 year olds um, globally for anyone that's interested. It's amazing that people as young as 15 and 16 are already building up their profile, their shop window, their CV, if you like, their Instagram CV in what sounds like a very compelling um, way. But what did people do, Pippa, before this arrived, before social media was with us? It's only been with us, what, 10 years or something, something of that order. How did people build a personal brand when they didn't have these tools? Um, I think the greatest comparison when you're when you're using social media for brand me is the idea of going above and beyond for example with job applications whether you've taken an extra presentation in or you've maybe it's a communications role and you've written your own press releases and you take them in with you as examples social media is one of those other elements that has just added digital to I think things that we were naturally doing before to go above and beyond but in a digital more accessible environment. Have the techniques of personal branding changed with the advent of Instagram and social media or just the medium on which you present them? Yeah no I think there's digital skills that we're all learning and adopting as we go, especially advances from the lockdowns we've experienced. Um, So there has been newer skills. And even though social media is fundamentally social, there's still different communication methods through it, such as um, engagement and just making sure you're not sounding too robotic. You are still a human um, at the other end of each platform, um, even though you've got a device in between the two of you, like you can reach people straight into their pockets um, through their devices, which is an amazing means. But you have to be careful and responsible, just like your own brand at work that you're you're marketing. Same applies with with brand me as well. This injection of humanity is a really interesting point, though, isn't it, Molly? I mean, I when I'm looking for uh, members of, of, of staff or candidates for for jobs, um, I do tend to look at people's social media profile, not in any sort of negative way, quite the opposite, in fact, in a positive way, because it does enhance and augment your understanding of them. You know, you can tell a lot from a CV in terms of people's credentials, their qualifications, and obviously their experience. But the CV doesn't really tell you much about what they're like as a person. You know, what are their personal interests? Are they outgoing? Are they more reserved? You know, how would they fit into particular roles? And actually, you know, having some of those so-called softer skills, I hate that term, but for want of a better term, softer skills like being outgoing, being client facing, being good with people are very important things for marketers generally that we can't always tell, can we not, Molly, from a CV? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You can't tell that from a CV. And even in interviews, often you've got a rehearsed sort of set of questions you're answering it's easy to kind of put on a show for a half an hour interview but when you've got years worth of social media feed that you can scroll through in a matter of minutes I think it really paints a very good picture of that person and if they'll fit into your team and um, there's a few examples that spring to mind actually there's a I'm sure we've everyone that's on TikTok that's listening will have come across the um, royal mail worker who went viral over lockdown for just posting really inspiring videos of her being happy posting people's mail over lockdown in Wales Um, and she's really gone on to be a bit of a brand advocate and I think any brand coming across her 
profile in the future will realise what a brilliant asset she is to absolutely any company. And there's another um, employee of Tesco. She was an actress prior to lockdowns and she ended up working for Tesco's, posting amazing dance videos of her to TikTok, um, which has led to opportunities for her. She's now um, working for a donut company, looking after their social media. So I think, yeah, it can tell it can tell employers a lot about people, um, whether that's the employers finding them or um, people applying for jobs and then the employer searching. Um, I think it's a really important platform for that. They're extraordinary case studies, extraordinary stories that show the power of the positives of using Instagram, um, you know, to boost your personal brand, to boost your personal standing, to boost your, boost your career. But I guess we do have to cover it because we try to look at things in the balance here. Pippa, are there any pitfalls that people fall into that they need to be aware of and how can they avoid them? Yeah, there are pitfalls. Of course, there are. There's always elements with things that you do online. It's the scarier side of being so accessible um, is that, you know, people can reach information and recall information, things that you've previously posted or stated. Um, So my biggest advice is just to be 100% authentically you and true to yourself, but responsible. We all need to be digitally responsible for the environment that we are supporting. How do you go about that? What sort of things should you watch out for, do you think? Things that hopefully most are aware of, the language that you use, the tone that you use, um, maybe a bit more tricky, more vulnerable subjects. Just think about how you want to to handle those or things that you want to stay away from. Don't, Don't declare something that you don't actually do because if someone finds it before your interview and goes hey I see you can ride a unicycle for example pulling something out the air go do it and you go oh no I can't um (laughs) you're gonna get yourself in trouble the authenticity is absolutely crucial it sounds to me I mean because one thing I always thought was interesting about social media is that if you are presenting your Instagram feed as a CV or if you perceive it as a CV some things on it could be seen by some employers or some potential employers as a positive, which other potential employers would see as a negative. But what you're saying is that's OK as long as it's authentic, because then the right employers, presumably Molly MacArthur, will come to you. The ones that where you are a good fit will come to you and the ones where you are a bad fit who see some of these elements as a negative will avoid you. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Pippa. I think that can only be a good thing. I think it's so important. I think we've all realised over lockdown how important it is to work for a company that we feel part of the community, we feel valued, we, they align with us as a person. And so I think if if an employer sees your social media profile, very if you're responsible, like we said, Pippa, and they decide you're not for us and they've not based it on anything that they shouldn't be then I, th- I think that's right I think it's I think it's, it can only be a good thing. So if you're trying to build this authentic personal brand as long as it's authentic and positive to you you shouldn't worry too much about how it might appear to every employer because some some will find it a good thing some will be neutral on it some will find some elements not not the right fit that's all right and proper because that helps you lead you to the right relationship the right the right fit in a job i think the problem that most marketers may have is not that their social media is inauthentic or there's a minefield in there that's going to you know alienate everybody it's just that there's not 
enough of it or it's it's not as rich or there's not enough depth to their social media profile their instagram profile to enable it to act as a a, a powerful uh, addition to their cv so if they could have one action that they could start doing today pippa to build that instagram feed into something that has that effect what would it be it's a very good question and i can only the best example i could give you is something that i do is um i just build softly a bank of content completely in draft so there might be some things that I create that it's just not time to kick it out yet um, it's not the right environment or it's just just bad timing we know these things as a marketer but I have a bit of a backlog but it depends also how strategic if you will you you want to take brand me if you want to be posting regularly or you want to be posting when you have something rich to say and that is completely down to you are there any tried and tested tools and techniques that you can use molly um, that you know work pretty much for everybody and if implied well are pretty much always help augment and advance your instagram cv definitely i think if you're looking to build a large following on these sorts of platforms the kind where you'll get recognized and pulled up quite easily for opportunities um the absolute core and key things that you can do is pick a niche so if that's your working in marketing is it that you're a linkedin advertising specialist or do you specialize in instagram or facebook whatever it is pick or is it copywriting or web editing pick your niche within marketing and if you post consistently engaging content so you're looking through your analytics of your content finding out what people are actually engaging with and just running with those bits that do work People will find you and over time, if you manage it consistently, people will find you, your audience will build. And then that can create so many opportunities for people. There are a few people that come to mind. Um, One being Phoebe Park, who has built up her, over the last 12 months, her audience has grown massively. And she posts consistently in her niche topic about Instagram. And it's an absolutely brilliant profile, I'm sure, has led to many opportunities for her. We've partnered with her in the past because we think she's absolutely brilliant in what she does and really specialist in her area. So I think just picking your niche topic and posting consistently, whether that's you are committing to three times a week for the next three months, I'm going to post three posts a week see where it goes. I'm going to analyse the statistics back off the back of those and sort of create a plan going forward of what's going to work. I think that's the sort of best way to approach it, really. If we looked at your profiles, yeah, Molly, <laughs> what would we find? What do you think they would say about you? Pippen? OK, well, you can just ignore Instagram for me, for me personally. Where I'm at is LinkedIn. Um, oh. <laughs> that's, that's where I shine the brightest, hopefully. You will see... Oh, such a good question. Um, You'll see rich content and engaging content that is reflective of my personality and what I believe in as a marketer. I did try to look at yours before I came on, but there's quite a few Pippa Evanses. Uh, Pippa L.A. Evans. I did that on purpose. I'm easy to easier to find. There's a lot of Pippa Evanses. That's an interesting point, though, isn't it? If you've got a fairly common name like Pippa Evans or Ben Walker, dare I say, it's worth having something that can define you so people can find you. So Pippa L.A. Evans, right? Yeah. Yeah, I found you straight away. So good photograph, interesting uh, banner and lots and lots of content. So this frequently posting 
And interestingly, on this on this one, you're not always posting about work, are you? You're posting about things that are sometimes not directly related to work. There's a post here about footwear. Well, what's what's the thinking behind putting items on there which don't relate directly to your job? Um, I'm really glad you pulled that one up because um, that was one that I drafted and sat on. I was like, I I I want I really like this content, but I don't know why I'm currently feeling uncomfortable about it. Um, so the whole premise of that post, and um, you've got an image of heels and you've got an image of my safety boots. And it's all stemming from this idea of when I grew up, by no fault of anyone in my family, but there was very much this idea of either or or versus, like you're either academic or you're vocational. Um, you're either creative or you're mathematic however you if you want to want to play it and that was just a post touching on that and it seemed to resonate with quite a few people but this is where I, I personally really enjoy social media for brand me is it allows you to add that human element the the person behind the cv and your voice as we were discussing earlier, that gives them potential employees a little bit of insight into you it's an interesting that you've drawn this dichotomy but it tells you a little bit about you and how you think uh, and, and actually adds interest and sets you apart from other people who may be going for a job with the same level of credentials and qualifications as you. Definitely. And Molly, yours also, your Instagram feed here I'm looking at is a, is a mixture as well. There's some interior shots, there's some of you walking in the countryside and there are also items which are directly uh, related to your job. When you're building your profile, is that a conscious exercise that you're trying to get a mix or is it just the way that things fall? Yes, it is very much a conscious mix. Um, I only converted my Instagram into a brand me very recently. Um, I'm actually writing a series of articles on our content hub, which you'll be able to check out towards the end of the year, about what the realities of building a personal brand are in 2021 and exactly how many hours do you have to put in to make that happen how fast are you going to grow how consistent do you have to be what does it take to really build your brand so um if you want to go and check me out on uh, instagram it's molly MacArthur, and you'll also see some articles coming from me on the content hub very very soon um but it is very much a conscious effort. I think you've got to have aspects of your own personality. I'm very much an outdoorsy person. Um, the interior stuff are actually reels that I've created that feature my favourite marketing books and podcasts. So if you play those, you'll see my top three social media marketing books and you'll see my top three marketing podcasts I listen to religiously every single week that are brilliant. So my aim with the personal brand and Instagram I'm building at the moment is just to share resources that I really love that have helped me and build my knowledge at the moment alongside formal training courses and um, things I'm listening to, the things I'm doing on a daily basis to kind of keep me up to speed with the fast pace of, of working in digital marketing, just to try and help help out other people that are in the sort of same boat as me. Okay. You both are personal brand advocates. You think it's very important. It helps elevate and made strong arguments. Do you encounter people in the marketing sector who are still nervous about doing this stuff and would actually, in their ideal world, would rather avoid doing it yes for the past seven years that has been me I've definitely been that person and um, but I've just really realized recently how important it is I've seen other candidates out there that have really impressive social media profiles in it to be honest like 
to an extent, I think it would be fair to say that I was scared into it. I don't want to be left behind. I think the reality is that this is this is part of the future. It's, I don't think it's something that we can avoid. Um, I think it's something that we have to embrace. But equally, I completely understand people that would like to separate themselves from the world of social media. It's not always the most positive place to be. It is scary to put yourself out there if you say the wrong thing. But even if you do say the wrong thing, I think it's just owning up to what you've said, realising your mistake and, and changing that. For a long time as a social media manager, I was of the opinion that regional social media accounts are just really difficult to manage. There's so many people involved, so many opinions, getting your brand consistent there is really difficult. But actually, we poll people on our social media to say, how important is it, do you feel, for global brands to have a um to have regional social media accounts and set something like 71% of people said, yeah, it's absolutely vital. And so now I'm holding up my hands and writing an article on it at the moment to say, actually, I was wrong. Do you know what? I've had this opinion throughout my career, but I was wrong. That's not right. This is the reasons why, based on these conversations, this poll. So I think, yeah, just owning up to your mistakes, being true to who you are and authentic, as you said earlier, Pip, I think is really important. It's a wake-up call, isn't it, Pippa, that, you know, it will be hard work at times, just as doing a regional social media account is hard work, doing a personal social media account is hard work, and it requires quite a lot of thinking, as well as actual content production. But it sounds to me like more and more, if you want to be successful, you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, take an example as a, I mean, I've definitely seen it on Facebook, TikTok, they're leaning towards jobs and job applications being found. LinkedIn already, you know, consumes that area. Um, it is, and Gen Z coming, um, they are straight on their phones before a desktop. Like it's it's the environment you need to, to, to get in and it perhaps it is becoming a necessity now. Um, and yeah, it can be it can be really daunting and it does take a certain amount of confidence to to feel OK doing it. Definitely as a marketer, the best example I can give is if you're a chef, you know, you're cooking all day for work and then you come back and you have to cook dinner as well. Um, so, again, it's coming home after marketing all day for work and sitting down and marketing yourself. Um, but to keep in line even ahead of the game which is what we all do best it's um it's an environment we need to occupy we do indeed i guess i'm going to know the answer then to the question which we started at the show but i'm going to ask it anyway pippa evans is instagram the new cv if that's the right thing for you and your brand with your authenticity yes Molly MacArthur, is instagram the new cv I think if it fits your profession, it fits in with your career, if you're comfortable to make it happen, absolutely. I think there's no point forcing yourself if you feel really uncomfortable to do it because that's going to come across. People are going to see that you're uncomfortable doing that. So I just think be authentic to yourself. If you're happy to be there, I think it could be really beneficial for you and your career and the opportunities that it opens up for you. Um, but don't force it. Molly MacArthur, Pippa Evans. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a fascinating discussion. Hope you'll be back on the show soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the CIM Marketing Podcast on your platform of choice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback.
You can also join the conversation on Twitter at CIM underscore exchange, where we'll keep you updated about the latest episodes. See you next time. CIM Marketing Podcast.